Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. And as always, I got my co-host, my battle buddy, my brother from another mother, the one and only Mr. Brian Bearfield, a.k.a. Big Sarge. Hey, happy Black History Month. And I will be looking forward to my Black History gift coming soon, Anglo-American. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, we, we definitely uh, are, are going to be accepting all types of good gifts and prizes, bro. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean, we, bro? You get like half the month. Yeah. You get either the 1st through the 14th or the 14th through the 28th. Like, aren't you like half Asian? I am half Asian. I'm half, uh, uh, my mom is from Japan. Yo, side note, I got a crazy story to tell you. Speaking of, uh, you just triggered something, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to tell you this. I'm just, I, oh my gosh, I wish you could run this back, bro. Oh man, we might have to, oh. Oh, I'll tell you on the post, on the post show, bro. Oh, some, oh yeah. Yeah, I meant to tell you this, bro. Yeah, anywho's. Uh, <laughs> we got a lot to cover. Hey, look, hey, look, but I would advise you, listen, I would advise you to take the 14th through the 28th. That's when the, that's when we really party. The 1st through the 14th, we ain't trying to do nothing because, you know, the, that's when the bill money come out. But when yeah. we get that check on the 15th through the 28th, oh, oh we yeah. partying, man. Oh, yes, yeah. it's lit. Like, it's lit, bro. Yeah, be Asian and uh, celebrate Asian the first, anyway. Well, on the contrary, on the contrary, it is Lunar New Year uh, starting, I believe, uh, this weekend. So uh, theoretically, you know, my both I'm not Chinese, but, you know, I definitely got some Asian ties. So uh, the, lunar, the lunar, lunar New Year starts and I believe it's the year of pig. So, you know, I like to pig out as it is, bro. <laughs> they got some Jordan. They got some Lunar New Year Jordans. Or something? Yeah, they do got the Chinese, re- re- uh, Chinese New Year retro trails coming out tomorrow, man. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pretty dope, man. If you tear off like a piece of the leather, if you got like a steady hand, I I wouldn't advise doing it. It's a different type of pattern on the bottom of what the actual shoe is on the top of the uh, top part of the shoe. Like you can tear away. Like if you got a nice steady hand with like a, a box cutter, it's a whole it's yeah. a whole different pattern under the shoe. Oh wow! It, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But you know, I'm a, I'm I'm a pass on them. I'm I'm waiting for the uh, bread retro sixes coming out on uh. Valentine's Day weekend as it is. So anyway, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm go ahead and party it up like you said. I'm gonna take the uh, other half of me and uh, slide on in on the back side of the month, bro. Right? <laughs> 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 hey, so anyways, man, we got so much to cover, bro. BB, like this has probably been like the most craziest week in the sporting world I've seen in a minute, bro. Like how we got the biggest sporting event taking place and like nobody's really been talking about it, bro. Hey, listen, didn't I tell you last time, man, that ain't nobody really checking for this Super Bowl, man. This, this, they they got away with the with New England versus Philly, okay? But now New England versus the L.A. Rams, bro, this is getting worse and worse. It's like going over to Kathy's house and her saying, would you like? Yeah. Kathy, because you don't put seasoning in your food. That's what that's what this exactly at all. Like, we no over here eating uh, almost. It almost feels like we eating uh, barbecue ribs with some mayonnaise dipped in or something crazy like that, man. And you know what the crazy thing exactly. about this uh, podcast, BB? We're not even about to start off with the, with the Super Bowl on this next Friday. <laughs> we're not even going on the A block. I know, right? This, so we're just gonna go ahead, right? and, uh, as we like to say in the Army times, we're just gonna go ahead and Charlie Mike to the right. We're going to talk about some other things that are precede our pressing <laughs> before the Super Bowl. We'll go ahead and give our Super Bowl picks. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, BB, I, it's, so we're going to talk about some basketball. And there's so many different avenues that we can go because, yo, like, 
uh, 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 you know, I know there's a lot of different soap operas, but you know, the soap, like the NBA soap opera, bro, is like must see TV, bro. Like it's super petty, it's super entertaining, and like you just don't know what's gonna happen. It's better than Days of Our Lives, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, all that stuff, bro. Like you got so many different avenues that you can look at this, bro. But um, I'm gonna ask you this question first, man. I know you play spades. You know, we go to go to the barbecue, and you already know what blind seven means. So, exactly. so I'm going to go ahead and that term. What do you think of the New York Knicks doing a blind seven with Christoph Porzingis going to Dallas for uh, Dennis Smith Jr., who they could have drafted two years ago instead wanted to go to get uh, Frank Nolakia instead and basically just wasted a draft pick on one player and got the person they really wanted back and gave up their best player and just literally just went blind seven. When I say blind seven, ladies and gentlemen, that means in, uh, in spades, if you get your uh, head busted on, you and your partner can say, I'm going to go blind six or blind seven, which means you don't know what your bid is going to be. and You haven't looked at your cards, but you're losing so bad. You can double up the points and just say blind six or blind seven. If you're able to get those books back, then you've covered the spread. With that being said, the New York Knicks, nobody has heard about and talked about the New York Knicks. But now all of a sudden they got all this money. All I believe it's $71 million that they've been able to free up by moving Porzingis to the Dallas Mavericks. And nobody knows what they're about to do. They think that they may be able to get KD and maybe Kyrie Irving, but it's not really set in stone as opposed to other destinations that these two players can go, man. So what did you think of that blind seven move, bro? Well, I look at it like this, man. The way I play space, we say, see your way in, <laughs> see your way out. We don't play no blind. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, I didn't. So I didn't really know everything or all the parameters about this trade. So I went and done a little research, listened to some of the guys that are smarter than I am when it comes to the trades. And I'm going to say this: I'm not going to be a hypocrite and take this take for myself when I know that it was Nick Wright. Fox Sports. This. Nick Wright from uh, I forgot. Yeah, first, yes, first things first, first or with something Chris like that. Fox Sports. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I seen it on Twitter, man, and so I listened to his take on it and. So I didn't know that everything that was behind the, the the New York Knicks to the Dallas Mavericks trade was built around getting KD and Kyrie. And so they're clearing up space. I did not know that KD's manager, uh, uh, agent, or yeah, I think his agent or his manager, one of them, is uh, wanted to come mm. to run the Knicks. And they he's pretty much guaranteed the Knicks, is what they're being saying, but pretty much guaranteed the Knicks would get KD. Now, if that's what they did, if they freed up all this space to get KD so KD could run his own team, so KD could have his own team, then that's great. But if they didn't and they mortgaged the farm, then they're going to be in trouble. But because they have such a terrible record, anyway, what 40, are they like? 10, 10 and 40 40 is what they are like right now, today, tonight. And they're yeah, currently yeah, so losing they're to the Celtics, 41. I think they've lost 11 or two. This will be the 12th game in so, a row they'll lose, I think. So I don't think that they really are. It, they they are putting all their eggs in one basket and trying to go for KD. And if they don't get him, even if they get Kyrie, it's going to be, I guess it's going to be all worth it. I don't know. I, I, I really don't know why they would give up a superstar in, in Porzingis. But Porzingis didn't want to be there anyway. Which side note? Like I don't think that him and Luka Doncic is going to work out in Dallas. Really? You don't think I'll so? Say that. I don't, and I'm going to tell you why. 
because what they've done is okay. Let me let me ask you a question. You name me the last great European player that played great defense. Oh, I don't I even think, think he. I mean, he was defense? just tall, so he his rebounds looked good because he was probably just picking up seven to eight to nine rebounds a season just based off the fact that he's a seven foot German and he's probably the tallest one on the court at the time. So have you seen Luka Doncic play so any I, great defense? So I went defense? to the, I I went to the Warriors and, Mavericks game uh, earlier, late, late last year around Christmas time, just late, late in December of this past year that passed by. So I saw Luka play. Um, I don't know, BB. Like the way the NBA defense is played, the way you play defense, like the only thing you got to be able to do, bro. Like if you're not guarding your primary defender and you get switched off to a guy like Steph Curry, you just got to be able to hold him like two or three seconds before the next pick and roll comes. And if you can front that person. Then I mean, I guess that's considered playing defense. I mean, if you're, I don't, I can't sit there and say that he played great defense because, <clears throat> excuse me, because I don't think he, there was enough sequences where he was playing really just one on one, just you know, defense with like KD or something like that. It was a lot of switching going on, and you know, it was just a lot of trading buckets. So I don't think he's a great defender, but I mean, granted the fact, maybe the dude's only what 18, 19 years old. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. It's like. You, you don't get me wrong. You've picked up. You already have a great dynamic score in in Luca. You are and now you pick up Porzingis, and he can score too. And Tim Hardaway Jr. My thing is when now you're in, you're not in the East anymore. Sure you're in the hustle and the bustle of the West. And so this is like each night you're going to go up against somebody. I'll tell you one thing. They'll even step on the court with the San Antonio Spurs, and you will see uh, a totally different defense from Greg Popovich to stop, to try to stop both of them or will always try to get them on a mismatch. And that that's my problem. I'm like, I don't know how good this is going to work out on the defense. Well, and not to mention, I think Dallas has shipped off two first-round draft picks as well. Uh, I don't know. If and they got to give Porzingis like so 30 million, right? What they, I don't know how much Dallas was able to mortgage off to get Porzingis um, because I know Dallas picked up an extra... Uh, draft pick this year based off of what Atlanta was able to do between the Luka Doncic and the Trey Young trade. So they got an extra first round draft pick. So, I mean, it theoretically may not bite them in the butt, but like you said, it can either go really, really good or it can go really, really bad. Um, they were able to ship off a couple of bad contracts. Like the Wesley Matthews contract was just terrible. I think it was like four years for like 80 million dollars. And I think the dudes missed like a boatload of games. You got Harrison Barnes there. I mean, don't get me started on him. Everybody knows I got a person. I don't, I'm not feeling that dude. Um, so you got Harrison Barnes there who can get you buckets. So, I mean, they got some pieces. Um, Harrison Barnes plays pretty good defense. He's a, he's an above average defender, on the ball defender. But, I mean, you're going to have to start looking at your supporting cast when that comes in. Now, like you said, with New York, bro, like, you know, I, you talking about C-O-C. What did you say? C-U-N or C-C-C? What did you say? C-U-N or C-U out? What y'all play? Uh, 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 no. See your way in, you see okay, your way out. Okay. So ain't no blind. You know, there's joker, joker, deuce, deuce. There's ace. Yeah, okay. There's so many different rules, but it ain't ooze. Um, I don't know what the <laughs> blind seven is going to work with New York. Like, I mean, you know, I got ties with the Bay Area. Like, I've, I've heard, and I don't, you know, this is something new because I, I, this is the first theory that I've heard as far as what Nick Wright brought earlier today. Um, I heard that, like, KD is, like, really, really all in and staying in the Bay Area. Like, it's, it's, but every day is changing. You know, every day is changing. But from what the last thing I heard for sure, for sure, is that KD wants to stay in the Bay Area. Now, whether that's going to be able to happen or not, BB, that's a straight, like, long shot. Like, I just don't, 
I, it would be a miracle that it takes place. That means somebody's going to have to take a pay cut, and I don't know if Clay would or KD would. I mean, theoretically, they could probably put KD on another one-in-one contract, or he could just opt into a second year. That's another possibility they could do to free up some money, but I don't know. Um, but, you know, I, I, here's my thing, man. Uh, I, I just I, The New York Knicks have been such a, a joke for so long. I, I can't even sit there and see anything happening. Now, what they do have is that number one overall draft pick if they keep tanking the way they are. And they possibly can get signed Williams, so it'll be interesting. But at the same token, they'd be like, do you know when's the last time a draft pick that the New York Knicks drafted re-signed with them? Charlie Ward. I don't. Is the last player that re-signed that was drafted by the Knicks. So they have a oh, wow. history of not being able to keep the players that they drafted. So I think Charlie Ward was a Heisman Trophy in 94, if, off the top of my mind, if I'm not mistaken. So they haven't, yeah, so they haven't been able to redraft, re-sign a player that they drafted since Charlie Ward, bro. And you're telling me that they're going to be able to get two big-time free agents when a guy like James Dolan is your owner? That's a little far-fetched, man. So it'll be interesting to see what they do, but it does tie into what this one that's going to lead me into my next subject is, man, BB. What, is, what the hell going on with Kyrie Irving, bro? Like, I, I, what, what, is, what is up with him? You know, the beginning of the season, he or in Cleveland, he sat there and told that little boy that he don't plan on leaving like LeBron did. They, the moment they sit there and get swept off the court, or they lose 4-1 um, against KD, he asked for a trade, talking about he don't want to play with LeBron. Then he goes to Boston. He misses practically the whole – he missed the whole postseason with the blown-out knee. The, the Boston Celtics don't sit there and miss him at all. They go – they're practically a game away from going to the NBA Finals. And now this dude, you know, at the beginning of the season at the uh, pressure that they have – he tells us he tells them that you know he'll stay as long as he wants it to, and then today, here it is in February first. He telling them they're asking about it July first. Um, I don't owe nobody, you know, the S word. So what is going on with him? Because if I'm Boston man, I think I'm shipping him and Gordon Hayward out like ASAP, bro. I got two words for you, oh, Mamba, <laughs> and that's it. And look, I don't know, I don't know any other way to put it. It's the Mamba mentality that that's all it is he is i'm kobe bryant runs through his veins and so that's how that's how he plays that's how he is that's the mindset that he has i i really don't know but i know that i called it a couple of weeks ago and i will not be surprised if he doesn't go to new york he's definitely going to la which is why he's coming out publicly and, and, and acknowledging that him and LeBron mm-hmm. are starting mm-hmm. to get And we talked about that a few weeks ago on the show um, where, you know, he started doing all these weird things and he reached out to LeBron talking about, you know, my bad and all this and that. So, I mean, he just, I, you know, it, it's cool with the mama mentality, but at the same time, he's, 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 not really, he's not really mentally tough as the black mama. If you were that mentally tough, you would sit there and ride or die and just take these L's like Kobe did towards the end of the career without asking anybody for help. And yet he's over here about to run to LeBron more than likely. I got like like I think he would go to he would go to LA before before um, Anthony Davis goes to LA starting in the 2019 season. Personally, I see that happening because I just the way the way everything's shaping out. Um, I could see them just holding on to the guys that they got. Rondo, I think, is only on a one year contract anyway. So you ship Rondo off, you bring Kyrie in. And you just basically ship off everyone else for Anthony Davis going into the season around the trade deadline around this time next year for the Warriors is what I would do. But yeah, you're right, man. Uh, I don't know what Kyrie's gonna do, but you know, if I was Boston, like Gordon Hayward, I don't think he's a step. I don't, I'm looking at this Boston uh, New York game. Like I haven't really seen him do anything, any quality minutes. Um, you got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown who just have hit a roadblock since Kyrie's been on the court. So, I mean, you just don't know, man. 
Yeah, it's one of those things, man, where you just went with Kyrie. And it's it, 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 if you're a GM, you cannot pass up the fact that Kyrie wants to come to your team if he wants to come to your team. You got to take all the earth is flat stuff <laughs> and the uh, all-white parties and, you know, everything that comes with Kyrie. But you can't pass up that, that, that talent. Very, very much so. Very like, when he's talented. on the court, the dude is locked in. It's just... Some of the things that he does, like, I don't know if you actually saw the Nike commercial that he was with his dad at the Boston Garden playing because I believe his dad had a trial. He had an opportunity to try it with the uh, Celtics, but, um, you know, he had to stay back and, you know, raise Kyrie and I believe one of his siblings. So, you know, they had this little, you know, cupcake, you know, sentimental version. And now this dude talking about asking me July 1st. We already know where you're going, Kyrie. You're going to L.A. So, um, I know Danny Ainge does not want to reach out to Magic Johnson to make a trade, um, but... I mean, the Boston Celtics are loaded with assets, so I mean, even with losing Kyrie, I don't think it's going to hurt that much when they got so many different assets, man. Um, which leads me to the third question, BB man. So, what does what does the New Orleans Pelicans do right now with uh, the, the the coveted Anthony Davis? Because I personally think, uh, BB, based off of the Kate, uh, Christoph Porzingis trade, like nothing will move until they know what they're going to do with Anthony Davis as far as the the shape of how the NBA is going to turn out to be, man. I don't think they're going to do anything. And if I'm if I'm Dale Dip, the general manager of the New Orleans Pelicans, I don't do anything. I don't I don't rush and I, to trade Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis knows that. Look, I I don't have to trade mm-hmm. you right now. You're still under contract until 2020. And so we're going to sit back and we're going to let this season play out. I'm not going to I'm not going to be forced by LeBron James and Rich Paul to trade you before the deadline. I'm going to sit it out and I'm going to get the best available assets that I can get. And then that means that it may not be just L.A., you know, or maybe it's going to be a third team involved, which I think it is. I think that there's going to be a third team involved and the Pelicans are going to send uh, Anthony Davis there and then they're going to end up trading with the Lakers and sending him over there. So I don't think that he uh, he wants to trade with uh, Los Angeles per se. He probably wants to do what Greg Popovich did with Kawhi Leonard and ship him. Absolutely, baby. And I think that would, it would behoove Dell Demps to do so. But here's the thing I didn't realize. And, you know, I'm not stalling out Anthony Davis or anything. Did you know that the owner of the New Orleans Pelicans is basically ran by the same owners, ownership of the um, New Orleans Saints? So Tom Benson had, you know, the great yeah. Tom Benson had ties with the New Orleans Pelicans. Like he was practically the owner of them. And then also Del Demps, the GM of the Pelicans, has, uh, like, he's the GM, but, like, the GM of the Saints actually does, like, the actual X's and O's of player personnel. Like, Del Demps is just there as, like, the, the, he's just the guy who's there to fill, to fill the void. Because he, I guess the NFL GM, or the, the Saints GM can't sit there and be both GMs at the same time. With that being said, BB, did you know that the Saints um, medical staff is the same staff as the Pelicans medical staff? And so there's been this theory that, you know, Anthony Davis wants to get out of it just due to the fact that he's always not been the healthiest player. I think he's missing on average like 16 or 17 games a year. And they were saying that you, you, BB, you you're around the, you're around football a lot. So you already know how the medical personnel in, in the in the National Football League go. Like, it's not the best doctors that are taking care of their players. And so when you have that type of same medical field that is going into your basketball uh, players, it's a whole different ballgame. So I can see why Anthony Davis wants to leave. Um, but like you said, if I if I'm the Pelicans, I'm not I'm not moving the ante. I would shut him down for the rest of the year. 
or you know, or I would sit there and try to see what Toronto might want to offer, um, just to see if it's a one-year rental and see if they could just try to get some type of assets with um, what's the guy's name, Sockham. He's been pretty good. Um, I think they got a couple of draft picks left still, so. I mean, they could just go all in with Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis and see what how it plays out at the end of this year, too, man. Yeah, that that would be uh, that that's an option. The, and, and if and if the and for the listeners, if the name Dale Dimps rings a bell to you all, yes, that's the same Dale Dimps who was the general manager of the New Orleans Hornets when David Stern came in and blocked the trade from Chris mm-hmm. Paul going to Los Angeles and. Paul Gasol going to the Rockets. So yes, that same one who didn't have any power then and doesn't absolutely. Have any power so his hands now. are tied. Um, but yeah, like I said, man, you know, I here's my only thing, BB. Do you like the way how the Lakers are basically well, not even really the Lakers. You got to even sit there and say Anthony Davis's team and the Lakers are just basically strong arming the the whole NBA. Well, basically strong arming the Pelicans into uh, basically forcing them into trading them to the Lakers. Like, you get, you already seen that Anthony Davis has already said that where if he doesn't go anywhere besides the Lakers, he's not staying. Um, he's basically going to be at a one-year rental. So, basically, everyone else doesn't have a shot. Like, I, that's the only problem I got, BB. Like, the, just the whole, you know, Anthony Davis's agent is the same as LeBron James' sports agent. And it basically is just a trickle-down effect of how the league is being ran, basically, by LeBron James. Yeah, and, and and it's true. And on one hand, you you like the fact that the players are in control of their own futures and being able to pick the job that they want to pick, unlike mm-hmm. the uh, NFL. But on the other hand, on the other hand, you got to look at it as um, if you were going to do this, Anthony Davis, you should have just not told anybody and just waited the thing out. Like it's a great gesture of what you're saying and what you're doing by telling the uh, the the uh, New Orleans Pelicans that. You know, hey, I'm not re-signing, so y'all go ahead and get everything that y'all can get from me, but get everything exactly. you can get from me from L.A. And that's it. And it's like, well, it doesn't work that way, uh, Anthony. It, it, it just doesn't. It, and it's business. And not to mention, baby, me. like, the players that the Pelicans would get, like, would you want Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and, and a Josh Hart? Like, them three dudes don't really necessarily just jump out at me, and I'm just like, oh, you know, we were, we're doing pretty good. Like, I don't think I'd want those three players. Maybe... Maybe Josh Harden a couple of draft picks, but I don't think I want Lonzo Ball or Brandon Ingram on my team. I don't think they got the hunger, man. But any, uh, I, I, if I'm the New Orleans Pelicans, I'm not listening to anything, any trade from Magic Johnson that does not involve. Absolutely. I mean, and that's just it. He is the best uh, player that would be involved in the in, in everything else. Because I, once I get it, I'm getting rid of everybody else except Kuzma. And and look, uh, Drew Holiday, Kyle Kuzma, Randall, even Jaleel Okafor. That's not a bad team. No, not at all. I think it's a serviceable team, and it's it's something that's a that's something that you can present to the crowd in New Orleans as far as you know some guys out there competing. I mean. They don't have a bad team. It's just that everything is just a lot of a, a big dark cloud that's over them right now. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do, man. But if I'm if I'm Dell Dench, man, I'm not about to pick. I'm not picking up the phone and listening to anybody. I mean, you literally can wait a whole nother year before you have to do anything, man. So, you know, Dell Dench, if you listen to the show, man, don't 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 sit there and let this peer pressure kill you, man. 
at all. at all, bro. So, anyways, moving along, I think we got a whole bunch of our S1 admin stuff out the way of things that we're obligated to talk about. So, I guess we'll talk about the Super Bowl, BB. Like, I just don't really, I ain't feeling it. <laughs> uh, yeah, me either, man. And um, I, I doesn't seem like it, there's a lot of hype behind it either. I'm following a couple of people that I know. Yeah that are down there and it's just like I mean it's Atlanta I mean it's the ATL but by the same token you know what it means to me man I'm gonna be honest with you being that I you know lived in Georgia for a minute me too. in Atlanta well, I live, and okay. you know my my uh, my stepdad and my brother they still live down there I'm like if I go there I'm to overpriced party right that's it <laughs> it's just overpriced party I, I've been I've been around the, uh, the hoopla of the Super Bowl mm-hmm. here and it just in it, 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 here in Houston, and I'm just like, nah, y'all just it's just charging more to see what an NFL player that's gonna be in there or a rapper. I'm like, uh, I'm good. I see NFL players all the time. Yeah, and I don't okay. think it, it, to be honest with you, BB, I was sitting there. I know you and I had somewhat of an opportunity. It was slim, but slim, but very slim to sit there and actually go to the game uh, this weekend. But you know, I got to looking at traveling and lodging and all that stuff, BB, and I was just like. This ain't really something that I really want to do. Like, I really wasn't feeling it. Like, I know my managers are listening. Like, I didn't even really feel like letting them know that I wanted to go and asking for the day off. Like, that's how disinterested I am at the Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> yeah, and I'm the same thing. I got to play. Listen, I got to play exactly. I got I got a way to get around. I got uh, I got a way to get to Georgia from Texas. I even got a, I even got a way to get in to the game, even though I don't have credentials. Right. I can still get into the game, and I'm saying to myself, "Nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'll, you know what? I'll exactly." And I think it's in Miami, so it might have my, it might have my attention a little bit. The more thing. Wait, hold on. The, the yes, in Miami next year. Uh, yeah, I gotta make sure I get the uh, uh, Texans uh, PR team to put my name. Yeah, on the yeah. List. Make sure you can do. <laughs> see if you can do an add plus one on that. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but appreciate that. Man. But um, but anyways, let's getting into it. I guess we're obligated to talk about the football game. Um, what do you see in this football game? I think we haven't given our Super Bowl picture, so I'm gonna be honest. Who you got? Man? Oh, I got the Rams. I got the Rams 31-24, and I'm taking the Rams because one, I like Wade Phillips. I just I do. I'm a huge Wade Phillips fan, and if you give him toys. To play with, he knows how to play with those toys. He knows exactly what to do with it. It's like Wade Phillips is like that. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Wade Phillips is, is one of those kids that once you give him the army men, he can strategically set up. Yeah, a he's battle. A definitely. He's a definitely. What do they call him? Like um, we used to call him battle captains. They used to be able to plan everything out depending on what kind of unit you had. Um, you know, you definitely had different type of strategics before you went on mission. Whether you had overhead comp. If you had aerial um, coverage, if you had route clearance, if you had, um, uh, you know, anybody who's on route clearance that serves as a backup to your ground transportation or your infantry men that are sitting outside. So, uh, you know, I definitely think that he has the toys to be able to finagle things and figure out where everyone needs to go. Not to mention, man, the Rams have literally went all in with like with Akeem Tlaib, Marcus Peters, uh, Dominican Sue. Uh, 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 I'm trying to think who else did they get this year. That's on the defensive side, and then not to mention Robert Woods had a career year on the offensive side of the ball. You, you forgot Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald. I, mean, I was just thinking about the acquisitions and, that they were able to make. And Flowers. Well, 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 they got they bring Fowler Fowler the from the Jags as well. So they yeah. went all in this year, and I guess here's the. Go ahead. 
I was gonna just say the smart thing is too is that those uh, aforementioned players are all that's that's what I was getting to is that the Rams have literally gone all in this year, and they're saying that we're gonna sit there and just shoot the dice, roll number sevens and elevens like with JJ Evans, and and hopefully uh, hopefully <laughs> sit there and uh, and pan out well on this thing, and it, and it turned out to be good, man. Um, the only thing, I, and I got the Rams too, and I, and I think I talked about it on the show when we uh, talked over it yesterday. Um, my mind was telling me the Patriots, but my gut is telling me the Rams. I just think from 1 to 52, man, I just think that the Rams just have a better squad. And this looks like one of the most least weapon, weapon armorized or weaponized teams that Tom Brady's ever had as far as him and Bill Belichick have, as far as athleticism, star players, uh, key players on different um at the skilled positions, I mean, you got Sony Michelle, which is Ty Gurley's Ty Gurley's old um, teammate back in Georgia. But that he was Sony Michelle was the backup to Ty Gurley um, and Nick Chubb, if I'm not mistaken. So um, he's always been the B back. He's a great player, but I just don't see the defense side of the ball. If Ty Gurley can stay healthy and if C.J. Anderson can roll and run the ball, um, did you know that C.J. Anderson, at, at a minimum of 40 touches, uh, has the highest rushing average against a Bill Belichick defense? Yeah, I so didn't he know averages about 5.9 yards a carry against a Bill Belichick-led defense, man. I mean, C.J. Anderson had over 1,000 oh. yards last year. Like, this dude ain't no bum. And so you got a nice little one-two punch. So if Ty Gurley, which they say is 100% healthy, I'm going to say it's probably going to be a 20, 21-24 Rams game. But here's the only thing I'm going to say, B.B. The Rams with Jared... Uh, with, uh, with golf as a quarterback, they cannot play from behind. They have to set the pace. They have to get out of the blocks early. Because if they start falling behind, I don't know if this is a Jared Goff uh, team that can win from behind, bro. Yeah, and, and that's the question. Uh, now, I'm no, I want to flip flip this thing on the other side, too, when it comes to the Patriots. Uh, you know that the Patriots offensive line only gave up 21 sacks the entire Zero. year. And Peyton Man- I mean Peyton Manning. Tom Brady has not been sacked this entire Postseason. Uh, uh, t- t- entire postseason. No, he hasn't taken a second. You see what happens when they touch him, Mr. Yeah, Rupert. yeah. And so, if if so, here's my thing. I'm expecting. I know they're gonna sit there and just seal off uh, and Dominican Sue and Aaron Donald like 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 it's nobody's business. Hey. Well, they said Sue may play some uh, some defense. You're right. That's what I was gonna say. They're gonna have to start shuffling that line. But you also got Dante Fowler who can get to the quarterback. Brockers is a good linebacker as well. So they're gonna have to sit there and mix it up. And that's where Wade Phillips is. I mean, how long has this dude been in the NFL? Literally, like, legitimately for over, like, 50 years, bro. Like, Wade Phillips got some miles on him tired, bro. Like, he, he's, he, he. Because he's 71 years old, so he's been in there. He's been for there for a, a hot minute, bro. So, I mean, Wade Phillips is going to have to sit there and, and, and burn the candle at both ends and sit there and be staying up all night trying to figure out um, what he can do to shuffle these defensive players around because they're going to try to seal off and down can sue and Aaron down. I guarantee you that's going to be their main focus. Or they're gonna sit there and worry about the defensive side of the ball as well, man. So, or I'm not the defensive side, but like the DBNs, like uh, Rockers and uh, Dante Fowler Jr., man. So it's gonna be very, very interesting to see what they do. Um, but I just, uh, man, I, I'm a, I got the Rams, man. I got the Rams. I don't, I don't. I'm not, uh, I'm not confident with it, but I just think that they can pull this off, man. Yeah, I, and like I said, I, I think so as well. When I did my breakdown of them um, today. You know, going by going by position, I had uh, the Rams with the most, you know, with the most checks. I evened out with the uh, offensive line because uh, the Rams don't have, have a bad a very offensive, good offensive line. line. I think very, very good. Thirty-three, yeah, thirty-three sacks for the year. Only uh, gave up one um, in the playoffs, and so they have. Uh, a, a, I, I like I said, I think what's going to come down to is Wade Phillips is the wild card, and 
Um, I said this earlier this week. Brandon Cooks is a better wide receiver than Tyreek Hill. So whatever oh, sure. Bill Belichick Absolutely. did to stop Tyreek Hill, he's not going to be able to do to Brandon Cooks because Brandon Cooks run a better route. And he, he, he runs more routes on the route tree than Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is one of those, if he's not a running a, a, no. the fly route, he, he has he when Pat Mahomes start improvising, he just gets to an open spot. But Brandon Cooks is going to actually run the correct route. And I look at it like this too, man. There's, there's, there's two factors. One, Brandon Cooks is on a revenge tour. He already beat the Saints that he used to play for. Now he's going to beat the Patriots who he used to play for. And and Talib knows all of um, Tom Brady's little secrets because he practiced against him so much when he you played. You know what, for him. bro? I completely forgot he played for the Patriots, bro. Like, like straight up forgot about that. And I think he got a ring yep, with him too, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. He, did he surely did. Yeah, I completely. It was him yeah. and Darrell Dar- uh, Reeves on the other side. Yeah, I completely so forgot about that. Show knows- you right, man. Show you right. Yeah. <laughs> And so Wade Phillips is going. What Wade Phillips is going to do is, I think that with the front seven that the Rams have, they don't need to to pressure him as far as bringing extra extra defenders for for uh, you know uh, as as far as uh, rushing him. Just be like, oh, okay, or oh, oh, blitzing him. Excuse me. Just be like, okay, we're gonna do it. We're gonna follow the same uh, same exact blueprint that the New York Giants. So did. yeah, and I think so. You said your X factor is gonna be Brandon Cooks. Mine's is going to be Marcus Peters, BB. And shout out to my man, Marcus Peters, out there from West Oakland. The climb is high. Um, out here holding it down for the town, uh, representing the Super Bowl. But uh, it's my, my expect is going to be Marcus Peters because we, I want to see which Marcus Peters are we going to get. Are we going to get the Marcus Peters that's going to get crashed and burned on these routes? Or are we going to get the Marcus Peters that led the league in interceptions, uh, I think, about two years ago? So it's going to be able to see what different type of Marcus Peters we get. He's so hot, he's so hot or cold. You just don't know what you're going to get. So you already know Tlaib's going to have everything locked down on one side. You know, so they're going to be picking on uh, Nikhil Kobe, uh, Roby Coleman, and they're going to be picking on Marcus Peters a lot. I know that they're saying that Nikhil Roby Coleman is basically going to be shadowing uh, Gronkowski pretty much for the whole game. So that basically leaves that you're going to be leaving um, uh, Marcus Peters on the other side to fend for himself. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see. Um, so you got, what, Cordell Patterson, uh, 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 Dorset, Dorset, and then you got uh, Julian Edelman um, and Hogan. And Hogan. So, um, uh, it, there's really no excuse for Marcus Peterson. I mean, these, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that these are not your, you know, some 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 guys that you picked up off the street. But Marcus Peters should be able to hold his own on this. He has to limit his. He has to limit his risk taking. He takes a lot of risk on trying to go for Very the pick, so. and that gets him, yeah, and that gets him caught up a lot in in uh, being out of. Uh, being being out of coverage, and what I mean by out of coverage is wrong place, wrong, wrong time. And he tries to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, you, you you're gonna have to just sometimes. Hey, look, just bat the ball down or play to tackle the man. But if you take some type of risk, you got Tom Brady. Uh, they'll find some way to double pump you or double move you, and and now you're giving up. Yeah, man. Play. So uh, yeah, I, yeah. So we're gonna see what ends up happening. So two things, man. Uh, who's if you're a St. Louis Rams fan, would you be salty? Like, if you lived in St. Louis and you just sat there and seen this, like, how salty would you be right now? I wouldn't be that salty. They've been gone three for years minute, now, right? it's their third year in LA. I mean, they want if they'd have stayed in St. Louis, they'd have still had Jeff. True, so, true, that is true, very much so. And then, not to mention, and on the <laughs> LA side, like, I guess theoretically, BB, 
technically, if LA wins the Super Bowl, bro, like they about to have that city on lockdown. Because the Chargers, um, they play in Carson, California for one more year, which is like right outside of LA. But like, it's only a 30,000 seat stadium. And like, I would say only like 2,000 Charger fans would be showing up to the game. <laughs> so, so yeah. theoretically speaking, <laughs> there are no Charger fans in LA. Like, there's still a whole lot of Raiders fans in LA, but Boy, if they win the Super Bowl, bro, Tinseltown is about to be L.A. Rams on lockdown, bro. But it really, it, so what you're saying is, is that they're 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 prisoners of the moment. Oh, for because sure. When I was in L.A. for the Cowboys game, like they weren't. It wasn't a lot of Rams fans, just like it is. I put it like this: Raiders fans, diehard yeah. fans, even 49er die-hard fans, diehard fans. But the Rams. Nobody was really checking for the Rams like that. It was more Cowboys fans than it was. And the Rams same thing fans. goes when I went to the Eagles uh, Rams game that year. That uh, I think two weeks before you went to the Cowboys Eagles uh, Cowboys Rams game. Like the stadium was literally like a 50-50 split, uh, 50-50 split off uh, Rams and Eagles fans. So I bet, I guarantee you, bro, if they win, you're gonna sit there and start seeing a whole lot of Rams fans coming out the woodwork, man. I guarantee. You. <laughs> I so if pa- if Tom if the Patriots lose, which I'm hoping they do, I really really hope so. What ends up happening, man? Because this dude, what Tom Brady will be, what five and four in, in the Super Bowl, man? Like what what ends up happening? I mean, it doesn't really necessarily tarnish the legacy, but I mean, he's he's, he's already 41. There's still there's been signs of aging with him. Like, what do they do next? Do they just sit there and try to re up and just go? Because Gronkowski hasn't looked like a tight end. He hasn't looked like the Robert Gronkowski of old. He looks like a blocking tight end more than a receiving tight end. So, what do the Patriots do if so for somehow they they get this game away and they lose back to back years? Side note: They got to get rid of Rob Gronkowski just because. Did you see the interview where he says he loves to be tipped? No, <laughs> bro, you have got to look that up. Rob Gronkowski says he he loves to be. Tickled. He just loves it. And he says, even when he was younger, he used to like being, they used to tickle each other's backs. And he used to be in the front of the line. So he didn't have to tickle anybody else's back. He just got his back tickled. And I was like, Rob, you know that you're on national television and not on a, this isn't a porn site, Rob. Yeah. Uh, Rob, um, so yeah. That's, that's very weird. So. And <laughs> exactly. So back to what we were talking about, though, as I digress. <laughs> yeah. They're going to get rid of Rob Gronkowski. He, you know, and, and here's the thing, man. Uh, what I can't understand is between Robert Kraft and Tom Brady. Okay, let me just let me just say this. I think that Tom Brady is the goat. I think he's the greatest of all time. I'm not taking anything away from mm. him. But as far as on the other side of the ball, like him and Robert Kraft have kind of sabotaged the future of the uh, of the Patriots by the moves that they made. Bill Belichick is the mind. That's why he had uh, Jimmy G ready. And that's why he was trying to get rid of Gronkowski last year. You remember they tried to get him off the Lions. And Gronkowski said, I'd rather retire before I go over to the Lions. And so they're not not respecting Bill Belichick's mind anymore. And I think that that may cause him to to burn out and to leave. And if he leaves, he's going to be a highly sought after coach. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, I I think all the head coaching vacancies have been filled, but I mean, I could sit there and see. Uh, well, now nah, he can't go to Dallas because him and the, him and your boy Jerry Jones they gonna sit there butt heads all day. And you are gonna have Bill Parcells and Jerry Jones part two, if not worse than what Bill Parcells did, or Bill Parcells' mindset, just because those two come from the same coaching tree. So um, he will be a highly sought after uh, coach. I know he's the he's not even the oldest coach in the league. Pete Carroll is the oldest coach in the league, actually. So I think he's like the second or third oldest coach in the league. So maybe a year off him to sit there and 
in Mumble with his kids or whatever he does with with his family. A year off from it will do him some rights and justice. I don't think he'll go on the TV or anything like that, but just a year away from the game will do him just justice. And then I can see him going. I mean, he can write his own check there practically anywhere he wants to go. And like you said, yep. yeah, like you said, I know the Patriots motto is we rather let you go a year too early than a year too late. And I think the year too late, they bit him on the butt with Robert Garkowski. If you think about the players that they've let go in the past, uh, Dion Branch uh, is his former Super Bowl MVP. They let him go. Uh, Richard Seymour went to the Raiders. They let him go early. Like they've been known Ke- uh, Kevin Hogan. Uh, they let him go uh, early. So they've let players go early before it's been too late. Uh, what's my man's name? Wes Welker. They let him go early as well. So, you know, they've been known to do these things, so I don't understand why they didn't follow suit. But, you know, Robert Gronkowski is a, you know, he's a larger-than-life personality that kind of, you know, he has a Tom Brady mentality as well. So he kind of falls and just basically does whatever he wants to do as well. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see. But I, me, I'm, I mean, I'm not a Patriots fan. You know, I already feel about that about the tuck rule that started this whole momentum with them but i think that this will do somewhat of a blemish and i there's a part of me that wants to look at if, if the patriots lose the super bowl that we got to start looking at tom brady like lebron like people look at lebron james about how many times he's lost in the finals and that's just i know it's unrealistic but that's how i feel like we might need to start looking at these four losses and five wins that he has in the super bowl uh, that's just me that's just I, me I, I now you can you can you can differ <laughs> Yeah, I, I will still consider if he, even if he loses uh, on Sunday, he'd still be the goat to me. Over Joe Montana, who never lost. Yep. Uh, see, and, and and definitely over Joe Montana, especially after. Did you see the I comments did. that Joe Montana made about I did, Colin Kaepernick? I did. I did. So, and I'm saying to myself, it's easy for you to talk about other people from a place of privilege, Joe Montana, because now Eric, you you have been following football for a very oh, long yeah. time. Did not Joe Montana have a bunch of great players? At he his had Jerry Rice. Who I, I mean, I think Jerry Rice is by far my favorite football player of all time. Like, he's my GOAT. And he's outside of the quarterback position. So you have Jerry Rice that he had. Brett Jones was a Hall of Famer. Dwight Clark, um, you know, he's infamous for the catch. You know, like Joe Montana had stars around him, bro. Like, legitimate stars. Right. Like Roger, uh, uh, Roger, Roger Craig, Craig. Was a star out there. Um, he, had, he had great offensive mm-hmm. linemen. <clears throat> and, a, and a great defense and so that's what I'm saying like it's easy for you to say that Joe when you have all these things at your disposal you want to talk about Colin and you're like well 49% will have you out of the league like it did Tim Tebow yeah that's because he didn't have all the weapons at his disposal but here's the thing that I always love bringing up go and look at Colin Kaepernick's numbers and there's only one of the quarterbacks to ever do the numbers that he did in the Super Bowl you know who that was Joe Montana. did you know that as far as careers comparison, as far as completed completion uh, percentage, Colin Ka- Kaepernick's completion percentage is higher than Joe Montana's. See, I Joe did Montana's not know 60, that. So, 60% and Colin Kaepernick is 63% overall careers. And, and so and that's what I'm saying. I'm like, uh, let, tell me how that tell me how not having all those great players work for you in Kansas City, Joe. Right. I mean, see how it works. And so I'm but I'm not I'm I'm not big on uh, uh, getting back to Brady, I'm not. I'm not one of those guys who like, you know. I don't. I don't. I don't knock Jerry West for losing. Yeah, she lost that many. And, you know. Oh yeah, he was one oh, and eight. Man, right? I know he got one. But I didn't know he lost that many. Ooh. I think he's one. I think he's the only player too to ever win the MVP on the losing, on the losing I team. I do. I do. I remember that, but I didn't know he lost eight of them. And he the logo? Yeah, he lost. Yeah, yeah, he, he lost eight. Bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So side note, you know what? You know what the conspiracy theory behind him being the logo is? No, I just heard that the photographer, just uh, whoever had, took the picture, thought it was a dope pic, and they sent it to the NBA, and I was like, "That's the logo." Is what I've been told. That that's exactly. the story, unless unless I got it wrong. Yeah, no, no, that's exactly well, I be right. People don't sleep on the kid, man. I be knowing this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that it does put a little bit. In my eyes, it'll put somewhat of a blemish. Um, I think a guy's like I think it when the stars the stars shine the brightest, you just gotta be able to perform. And I'm not taking nothing away from Tom Brady. Like he's great, but if he, if they lose this time, man, I don't. It's gonna it's gonna be a little chink in the armor for me at least personally. Well, let me ask you a question, then. So you, we just said Joe Montana won four Super Bowls with all that talent. Tom Brady has won five with what talent? Okay. Um, uh, now he hasn't. The only player he's ever played with that may even be close to a Jerry Rice was one year with Randy Moss, and they lost that. They Super lost Bowl. that Super Bowl. I'm trying to think who else. Junior Sal was. He lost that Super Bowl. I'm trying to think who's a Hall of Fame player that's on that team besides Tom Brady. I mean, theoretically, you can go with Robert Gronkowski, but. Yeah, okay. but I mean, look at the weapons that look at if you go if you go position by position, look at the weapons that Joe Montana had, and look at the weapons that. Brown no, that's, what I'm, that, that's exactly what I'm doing in my mind right now. So I'm thinking about Troy Brown, uh, Kevin Falk was a running back. He didn't play with Curtis Martin. He was a Hall of Famer. Uh, you, you might, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking. I'm literally, legitimately looking down. Literally, though, between the offensive line, all the skill positions that Tom Brady would have had as far as weapons go, I can't think any anybody besides Robert Gronkowski. And side note, the year that they won, Robert Gronkowski wasn't even playing that Super Bowl. He had his, uh, I think he had a broke a, a torn ACL or something like that. The year that they won a couple of years ago against Atlanta, and that's why he is. That's why he's the greatest of all time for me because he's done more with less. No, I, I feel it. I, I definitely feel it. Uh, man, I ain't gonna lie. I just want the Patriots to lose, bro. I just don't want to see him win. I just don't, bro. I really <laughs> don't, man. But, you know, I hope it is going to be a good game. I'm going to be at a family event. I've opened my doors up to you, BB, to come. Um, there's going to be some good food, good fellowship. But I'm really just there to fellowship, bro. Like, I'm going to be chopping up my family. And if the game if the game going to be on, but I'm just going to have it as background noise. And I'm going to be chopping up my folks, man. And, you know, I'll check in here and there. Bro. Ah, it is what it is. <laughs> Uh, most definitely, bro. Yeah, so anyways, let's go ahead and wrap this show up because we know we got a couple things to do, man. It's time for the Big Dummy of the Day of World for the Sports and Business Podcast, man. Uh, BB, uh, have you heard of this saying called there's no crying in baseball, right? So yes. there shouldn't be any crying in basketball as well, right? Yep, okay, you're so right. I don't know if you heard about this story out here in uh, Utah, Salt Lake City, about uh, one Rudy Gobert. Okay, so for those who don't know, um, the All-Star Reserves were announced yesterday, and Rudy Gobert, uh, the former, uh, the reigning Defensive Player of the Year, was not named on the uh, on the West. Well, the West, the West side of the uh, reserves was he was not named as an All-Star. Um, so he found out, and I guess his mom was crying. And when they did when he did his pregame presser today, um, this dude was literally on camera like crying. It wasn't no like no tears coming out of his eyes. Like my man started like wham crying like uh Red got his chain stolen from Debo in Friday type crying. Like crying, crying, baby. So Rudy Gobert, like, what's up, bro? Like, you supposed to be this freak, you know, this freak of nature, like this Billy, you know, this bad dude that sit there and, and, and you know just block shots and gets rebounds. You out here crying, bro? Like for real? 
for you to get named as an all-star, like, your numbers are good, but you didn't throw up, like, Jokic numbers or Anthony Davis numbers. Like, you're a good player, but you're so limited on offensive side of the ball. I get where you're coming from, but come on, bro. Like, there ain't no crying in basketball over all-star. Like, Anthony Davis was an all-star snub one year, and he missed out on $25 million. Okay, you missed out on $1 million. So how do you think Anthony Davis feels right now? Or at that time, he missed out on $25 million because he didn't hit his uh, incentive on his contract. So for you to be crying because you got snubbed, that should just give you motivation to sit here and recap for the rest of the year. And to be honest with you, B, I think Spider Mitchell was more of a snub before Rudy Gobert was, and he wasn't crying, and that's his own teammate. So Exactly. I don't know why. <laughs> I, the, the big, But he, it, you know what, I, I'm not going to say that because I don't want to get into it with other listeners, so I'm just going to be like, wow. Yeah, so... Uh, look, I'll say that for the post. Okay, that sounds post that sounds like a good idea. Because um, the yeah, so Rudy Gobert, like I, I'm sorry, but you there ain't no like you can't be on TV just boohooing over All Star snub, bro. Like that's some people say that shows passionate. I show that that's just bruh Come on, brand. Like you just gave like I got Draymond. Like they got Draymond Green and Iguodala out here just straight trolling you. Like you just haven't opened yourself up, bro. Yeah, bro, I, I I seen that. So, uh, man, that was just crazy. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that, bro. I've never seen anything like that either, bro. It was just like, uh, I, 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 you know what? Like I said, I'm not gonna get myself in trouble, so I'm just gonna keep it moving. It is it's your my turn, turn, my brother. Because <laughs> I, I I feel myself getting myself in trouble. And I'm like, no, nah, can we just change? The yeah, we can change. No, I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to say something else, but y'all gotta keep um, it PG, bro. <laughs> Yeah, my my big my my big dummy award goes to Skip Bayless. Oh yes, from Fox Sports One's own Skip Bayless from Undisputed. I don't know if you got a chance to see the uh, interview with Skip Bayless and Jamal Adams this morning. I'm gonna be honest with you, BB. Like I've really never been a fan of Skip Bayless or Colin Coward. Like I think that they are borderline racers, racism guys. So I don't really try to pay any attention. Only thing I like about Skip Bayless is that he has a mean shoe collection. But other than that. I can't even really watch Undisputed just because he's on that show, bro. So, yeah, and I don't watch it a lot. I like Shannon, and I don't watch it a lot. But I knew that Jamal Adams was going to be on there this morning, so I watched. Okay. And you, so you know, so you know the whole thing behind Jamal Adams and the Patriots match. Yeah. Um, yes, <laughs> and so you know that Skip Bayless trolled Jamal Adams and said, "Why don't you hit the real Patriots like that?" stop going around here the mascots and things Uh-oh. like that Uh-oh. and so what jamal adams did was broken down i didn't know all of this so one i did not know that he checked to make sure that it was a man in there not a woman two i did not know that after he tackled him the mascot got up and chased him and tackled him back that's why he's like i'm so confused by all of a sudden he he's going to the hospital and up and ran and chased me down and tackled me back so maybe somebody got into his ear and said, hey, man, you probably could sue. But Jamal Adams went off on Skip, told him, that's why I don't none of the players like you anyway. And look, we could always go, you know, you we, you <laughs> put on the pads and suit up, we can go one-on-one. And then Skip was like, and then after I do that, I want you to put on your shorts and your jogging shoes. We can run 8, 10 miles. Because, you know, he always likes to brag about how much he can run. Jamal Adams like, yeah, we can go, you know, we can do Oklahoma drills. And so... I love it when they, I love it when these players, you know, snap back on some of these media personalities and then there's nothing these media personalities can do, especially 
uh, at when, when they're right. So Skip just moved on and started, you know, talking about something else. But Jamal Adams is like, nah, bro, you're not going to just call me out like that. Right. And think yeah, that I'm not gonna like I said, man, I've never really been a fan. Well, here's the thing. There's a couple of shows that I really don't watch just because, one, I just think, this is why I really like our show. Like, with you regular dudes that know a lot about sports, I mean, BB, like I said, you got your credentials, so it's not like I'm. It's two bar, two dudes coming out the barbershop just chopping it up. Like, BB has credentials. I'm working on mine. Like, you're you're literally a reporter for the Houston Style Magazine. You do stuff with the Rockets, Astros, uh, University of Houston, Texas A&M, the Houston Texans. Like, I can go on and on and on. You just covered the game on ESPN three. Shout out to that, by the way. Big ups to you on that. Um, two weeks ago, uh, on, on like you're on hey, ESPN three, so like I don't know where people get this theory that we don't know what we're talking about. But there's a couple of people out there, but he's definitely one person that I just <laughs> I just never really respected because it's the things that he says is just so outlandish, and the things that the way he sides with so many people, it just really looks like he's a racist, and there's really no way of covering it up. Cowherd, Cal- Colin Cowherd is somebody I refuse to be like when he comes on Fox Sports on the, on on, on uh, Sundays. I turn them off because I, I I just don't want to deal with what he, things that he said about uh, minority baseball players as well as other like he t- he puts politics so much in sports to the point where it's just not even entertaining anymore. So I I mute him low key. I mute Stephen A. Smith to a point like he's just too much. Like my man can't even sit there and figure out who's playing. He got all the resources in the world. He don't even know who's shooting up on Sunday. So you know he he be doing too much. So but uh, Skip Bayless is just somebody I've never really just like he comes up with some of the most athletic things. So I could give him the big dummy today like every day, bro. Like every day. Hey, the funny, the funny thing is, is that Colin Cowherd blocked me on Twitter for, and I'm like, I'm saying like, look, if you're gonna block me, bro, unblock me so I can give you a real reason to block me instead of blocking me because I kept saying that, that Jason Whitlock needs to uh, uh, have Roland Martin on the show because he's somebody who knows sports and he's also in these streets when it comes to being a political activist and that ended up happening yeah like I, said, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even follow neither one of them fools nor do i <laughs> so anyway speaking of twitter man let's go ahead and wrap up the show tell me what you can find you at bro uh you can find me at big star sports with the z at the end.com and that has all my social media um all my social media platforms on there i am on uh, Sports Talk with Big Sarge um, on the legendary K Wild Candy All New ninety two point three FM. You can stream that live through Big Sarge, uh, do BigSargeSports.com every day from three to six PM. Now I've gotten that uh, they added an extra hour. So, so congratulations on that again. Um, I, I don't think I gave your props on that yesterday when you announced it. I know it was a rush segment, but uh, once again, my name is Eric Compton, aka This is Town Business. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Eric T. Compton. You can also find me on Instagram at Money Compton. You can also email the show at Sports Business. That's S P O R T Z B I Z N E S S at gmail.com. And also on BigSarsports.com, you can actually check out my NBA midseason report that I promised BB like a month ago that I finally got edited and published so it's out there on his website and then also you can check me out on the legendary ky <laughs> every thursday with my segment uh, uh town mr town business over there out there in houston as well but other than that man uh we hope that it's an entertaining super bowl i hope that i have an entertaining uh plate of food bb i know you're gonna sit there and have a great time this weekend as well but i hope everyone enjoys the super bowl weekend man. it's time to turn up all right, man, and then don't forget, let the people know how, how many days you're going to, um, you know, what days you're going to so celebrate. So I will, I like, will officially start on the 14th. Okay, bro. <laughs> hey, 
Hey, other than that, y'all be safe. Have a great weekend. All right.